you know, I would suggest you just start with simple team building things and everybody thinks they're hokey. Everybody will make fun of them, but you will have giggling and laughing. And what happens is maybe not at that moment, but people start slowly coming out of their shells and speaking and communicating to each other. If you're a natural-born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The MayCreate team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. everybody and welcome back to Construction Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts and I am your hostess today and the lucky lady who gets to interview Cindy Cox with Lionmark. Now, as you know, we have been interviewing different construction companies about how they create culture within their organizations and how they hire, what types of systems they use. So that way we can inspire and maybe just as I was telling um, Cindy before we went on the air, like get that light bulb to go off on your head or in your head so you can improve these things in your own company. And we worked with Lionmark on so many of their websites. And we also are um, fellow members of the Missouri Asphalt Paving Association. And so we see Cindy around and we know that she has big shoes to fill. So Cindy, why don't you tell us about what you do over at Lionmark and like, how you even found your way into the asphalt industry. So I um, am the employee relations manager at Lionmar Construction Companies. And so we're the parent company for eight other companies that are under us. Um, And then as far as I got into this role, it's kind of a funny thing. Um, I have a very diverse background, things I've done throughout the years. Um, And uh, I, at one point in time was searching to do something else. And I went back to school. So I was in the healthcare field, then I went back to school and uh, obtained my civil engineering degree at, I still call it UMR, University of Missouri Rolla, but now Missouri S&T. And that's where I fell into the asphalt part. Um, It, I went to work for MB West contracting Mm -hmm. and um, it just, and they always say you, you love asphalt or you, or you don't. They got to say that. But I love asphalt. I love the smell of it. I, I love all parts of it. I love the challenges of the the mixes and 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 the differences and things and, and the versatility of that of that product. Um, then I I went out of the private sector and I uh, taught at uh, State Technical College of Missouri in Lynn. And I did that for 13 years, came back into the private sector two years ago with Lionmark um, as their employee relations. Um, so it, it, you know, so I've had field experience and, you know, through school, I did work for MoDOT uh, as intern all through my school years there as a construction inspection um, person. And so I have, I, you know, have that background too. Um, but 
yeah, I, I love what I'm doing now. I'm a, I'm a real people person. Gotten older, so that being out in the field isn't as easy for me anymore. So this is a perfect fit. Um, I don't know how many construction companies out there have uh, essentially an HR uh, department that is made from a civil engineer. Uh, but like I said, I bring to the table a lot of things from my past history before I became a civil engineer. Um, and so like dealing with the benefits and things like that with me being in healthcare, that was something I was around all the time. Um, people management, just, just a lot of different things. And then I know our industry, I know our folks, I know the people that we need to employ. I know, you know, the troubles, the tribulations of the jobs um, and that I bring that all to the table with this job. Yeah. It sounds like you're a really well-rounded fit for that position. And I think that having a civil engineer as a manager of many things would actually be a benefit because <laughs> you're probably pretty darn systematic in your approach to solving challenges, right? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me about Lionmark. Like how many employees do you have? Like what is what does that look like for you? So with all of our companies together in the off season, we were around 100 employees, give or take. Then when we get into the height of season, we start in a lot of our hiring really starts March and then April. And then it just kind of continues on, you know, through through the summer. Um, but we'll we'll reach around 250 to 300, depending on the load of work that we have going and, and that kind of stuff. So it just kind of depends on that. We we do mostly state um, and county municipality work. So it really depends on funding from year to year of what what that base is and how many employees we have. Um, we um, it's it's kind of a neat company. So Limark themselves, we do no construction. We're the support system for the rest of them. That's where our accounting department's housed. You know, employee relations is housed. Um, our safety director and the safety um, department handles all of our companies. So they're housed with Limark. So that's kind of how that works for the support system for everybody else. So we have Missouri Petroleum. And we have our bi-state emulsions um, plant that deals with all the emulsions products. We have six quarries now. We have innovative roadway systems in Texas. And we have a branch of Missouri Petroleum down in Texas called Moped Texas. This is what we call it. Innovative roadway systems is our company that specializes in some different types of roadway pavement preservation. And they work in 32 states. They work really hard six months of the year. I mean, they are crazy busy almost seven days a week, most of the time, you know, long hours. But that, that product that they use, you know, the, it can't be used in the cold and they're working all over the place and they they just really good workers. We get, you know, teams back year after year after year, um, the same teams out there working together. Pace Construction, that is another one that everybody's very familiar with. And then we do have West Plains bridge and grading. Um, and they they focus mostly on, on the bridges aspect of things. Then we have our company Titan Truck and Equipment. So, so that's kind of how our company works. Sounds like a lot of moving parts that all interlock together yeah. and make a very complete yes. service offering. Um, so 
Yeah. Tell me about how you staff those companies. Are you guys union or how, how do you do that? So some of our companies are union and some are not. It really depends on the area where of location. Pace and Missouri Petroleum up here in the St. Louis area are all union. Then you get outside of that, all the Southern region are not are non-union companies. So that is an interesting dynamic of uh, when you go do, looking at the benefit side of things, mm-hmm. at least for, for my part of it. There's a lot more logistics that everybody else deals with. But for my part, yeah, the benefits of, of keeping track of who is union and who's getting their benefits from you, the union and who gets their benefits from us and, and, and all, you know, all of the dynamics that go into that. So I know that one of the things that you talked about is, especially with Innovative Roadway Solutions, is that you guys have people coming back every single year, time and time again. So part of that has to be the culture of your company. So can you tell me about some of the things that you do to like incorporate your core values into your management practices? Um, how do you how do you like keep these folks around? Yeah, so. Our companies are very family-oriented. Family comes first. That has been shown over and over again when there has been family emergencies and the support that the employees give each other and that the leaders give to the employees, whether that be um, needed time off, some financial help, um, whenever everybody is willing to jump in. We have generations of people working for us sometimes all at the same time. (laughs) So, uh, you know, you may go out on a job and there's a a son and a father out there together working. They just seem to follow that pattern. They see what their, you know, mother or father, you know, how they were treated, how much they liked their job. And then that's where they want to go to work too. Uh, it's it's really neat, you know. Some of them are retired now, and their and their child works here, or you know, even in the accounting department, we have a mother son, um, we have a mother daughter. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of families because you know we just family is important to us, and it's very important to our leadership. So I think that helps with the base of the culture because if you are treating people like a family, you know, most people like their family and want to be around them and, and treat them nice, you know, so, so that, that's the start of it, I think. And then, you know, we have, you know, our core values that we have, you know, three major core values of treat our employees with respect, you know, and that just goes, you know, that golden rule, treat people the way you want to be treated. And, you know, we, we all try to follow that. Um, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And sometimes there's people that, come here and, and don't feel the fit or what have you, that just means that there's a company out there that has that fit for them, you know, and it just wasn't us. But yeah, so so our customers are very important to us. You know, we, we preach that friendship and that loyalty, that kind of stuff. And again, it just goes back to that family, the family atmosphere. We try to do a lot of, you know, activities, doing more so now that, that, I've come on board and there's actually a home base for that to be organized, you know, but we started doing annual chili cook-offs 
and so like I said, it, it's challenging with us being spread out, you know, so we do generally when we do things like that, all the St. Louis companies compete against each other. And then we go down into our West Plains, Poplar Bluff area, and we kind of get try to get a day where they can all, you know, come together and, and do that. Some things are you just have to think outside the box to include everybody. You know, th- those are the kind of things where, you know, do chili cook-offs, monthly birthdays, barbecues, just things like that to, to show appreciation and, and camaraderie, you know, that, that, uh, that we do. I know at one um, Missouri Asphalt Paving Association conference, though for years may create sponsored karaoke and one of the gentlemen attending the conference, they were having their first baby. So all of the um, folks at the conference were like, this guy needs a crib for his baby because he doesn't have one. And so they passed around a hat and we all put money in it and said, if he would karaoke our song of choice, he could have all the money in the hat for his baby's crib. <laughs> and he got up there and was the most tone deaf human being ever. <laughs> it was like a Michael Jackson song. But I think that that experience <laughs> really does like speak back to that family value. Like everybody was like, you're having a baby. You need a crib. How can we get it for you? Let's all pitch in together and like, and, and get this for you because you need it. And then we'll yeah. get a great story of you embarrassing yourself along the way. Cause you know, what's family if it's not one yeah. individual behind a microphone, right? <laughs> <laughs> true. True. <laughs> but I do have to say that like interacting with people um, in Liar Mark, like you guys just have a, a great sense of humor and a, uh, a great work ethic. Like we always use the buddy system when we travel at May Create, but on the occasion that we can't use the buddy system, we'll often call one of the folks over at Lion Mark. Like we'll call Mike and be like, Hey Mike, are you going? Can can you be the buddy? Like, can you travel with our friend? And they're like, and he's like, Oh yeah, sure, no problem. I'm like, all right, well, as long as my people are safe, that's all good. And so he's like a part of our family now, too. So pretty awesome. Um, so yep, I question on like advice. So you guys, like you're the person who's like uh, spearheading this momentum of like the activities and stuff that's going on between the different divisions. Do you have any advice that you would give to a company who might be like suffering from like a divulging culture between groups or, I mean, because it's probably really interesting having people spread all over the U.S. to try to, like, push this message and culture out. Any advice you would give people on that? You know, if you have clicks, if you want to call it clicks, or, or certain people that always just want to hang together and they don't want to associate with the others, you may think that that doesn't affect work, but it does. If everybody is happy and comfortable with each other, productivity goes up, people feel better about, you know, being at work. And when they go home, they're happier at home. And their, their family feels better about them being at work. And, you know, I would suggest you just start with simple team building things. And everybody thinks they're hokey. Everybody will make fun of them. But you will have giggling and laughing. And what happens is maybe not at that moment, 
but people start slowly coming out of their shells and speaking and communicating to each other. And they start finding out nuances of each other. So, you know, maybe you were doing something all the time. You thought this person disliked you, but maybe there was something that you were doing all the time that you didn't know that really bothered them. And, and you find these things out and, and it just, it just leads to, you know, happier things. One of our team building things that we did at our annual, um, we call them seminars, but I call them back to work seminars. So mm-hmm. the gear up for the the season and you get all your superintendents back in and, and you're throwing all the, here's the new paperwork for the year. And this is what you have to get out. And this is what you got to do, blah, 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 blah. We did a paper airplane contests at each of them. And so I kind of let them write their own rules. I had a bunch of stuff there. They had to make up the rules before they started. So if they wanted to do teams, if they wanted to do individual, what have you, if they wanted to do hang time or, or how far they went or, you know, things like that. And so far off field guys, they, the winner received a gift card, you know, a $50 gift card. Um, And I said, some of them were like, I'm not going to do this. And, And I didn't make anybody do anything, but like I said, giggling and laughing it you hear and and the razzing of each other a little bit and so just things like that you know our, our office people it was you know they get whoever one got to knock off one hour early with pay that day mm-hmm. you know you, you you know you just think things that make them your office people are sometimes a little easier to do activities with because they're around we on uh, Cinco de Mayo this year, we had walking tacos. And so I had that just set up in the Limark break room and everybody, you know, was invited to come through and, and grab a walking taco. And, and, you know, so I try to do something that is in, for employees monthly. It may be just little tiny things, or it may be like that, a bigger event, a chili cook-off, a barbecue, something like that. But but something that consistency, if you show them consistency, um, you know, I like that quote that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it is so true. You really, you know, you show how much you care. Um, and you know, around here, there, there is that feeling of caring and it doesn't feel fake. It, it feels, you know, true. That's so much fun. I want walking tacos. <laughs> tacos are actually my love language. It's, you know, yeah. it's like, just say tacos and I'm in. Like, all things are great. Yeah. Um, we so had fun. Tell me about like how you find the humans that work for you. Like some of them are going to be union and then there's other. So you, you've got different methods probably that you're using, but how do you recruit people when the time comes for, you know, you said March and April to gear up for that? Right. So like I said, you know, we have a lot of repeat people. So we get everybody that's coming back on board. We know where we're at with our numbers and then we kind of have to, you know, go from there. Like you said, we're union and non-union. Our union, sometimes it's simply calling the hall, having somebody sent out, but that doesn't always work either. And we do take on, you know, people who aren't in the union so that they can join a union. So we give them that letter of intent and, and do that job training and in, in those things. So we, you know, we're members of the um, AGC of Missouri. Mm-hmm. 
and MAPA, of course. So we, we do a lot of, you know, things through them with them, uh, you know, get out in the community so people know our names. And then we attend job fairs like everybody else attends job fairs. MOCAN programs, there's pre-apprenticeship program, and we attend their job fairs. The BUD used to run through the AGC and it now um, is... I, I can't remember which group actually runs it now. It kind of did a switch over recently. They have pre-apprenticeship program also. And so we, you know, we, you know, go to those. I, you know, attend the, uh, I just was at Fort Leonard Wood last week and attend the, the career fair there for transitioning um, military um, personnel and their families independence. So getting out and about our superintendents down south are really good about going into the high schools. They love it. So in the off season, they're going in and talking to the high school students, telling them what they do, showing them, you know, little video clips of, you know, riding on the or I shouldn't say riding, driving the equipment, operating the equipment, um, those kind of things. We try to do a lot of interaction with youth because they people don't know what they don't know. And mm-hmm. so they don't know this is a career path. They don't know how much you can make and how, how good your retirement can be and how fun it can be. And in any capacity, that's always uh, when I taught at State Tech, you know, so I tell the students all the time, it's construction to me is just a great field. You can do any, if you like to be inside, there are jobs for inside. If you like to be outside, there's jobs for outside. There's mixture. And you always tend to know in construction where you stand. It can be heated and there's there's competition, but it, it just, it seems a little different world than other areas of, you know, manufacturing or healthcare or, or something and a little more down to earth, mm-hmm. I think. And, and I enjoy that. There's a reason that we choose to work with construction companies. And Mm -hmm. we made that choice like seven years ago as a company at MayCreate. And we were like, we love people that we can communicate directly with. You always know where you stand. They have the same values as us. We treat each other with respect. It's very seldom that I have a construction client that's trying to cuss out one of my employees. Very seldom does that ever happen because it's... They, they addressed whatever challenge they had to begin with and we worked through it. And, and on the other side, you have a great product. So yeah, I think it's an amazing industry. And I think too, that there's a lot more flexibility within um, jobs than people give the industry credit for, you know, and I don't know if you want to like address that. I just, I'm always like, whenever I hear my construction clients talk about their employees and, and what the jobs look like. I'm like, you know, I know that they can't work from a coffee shop, but there's a lot of flexibility both into those jobs that I just don't think that people see and recognize. So if you, well, and I don't know if this is what you're, you're hitting at on the flexibility, but um, in the construction world, the people who work that tend to be very flexible because things change on a dime and you have to just, change your direction immediately. There's not a choice. You don't have time to sit down and plan out weeks and weeks of, well, where do we go from here? You got to decide it right then. You've got to trust your team. You got to trust the people that you're working with um, that are feeding you the, the information to make your decisions. And 
you know, continue your education constantly, you know, and keep, and keep fresh. And, and that's what's good about the associations because they, they help us get a, a form that we can go to to get our continued education and find the most up-to-date things. And then you talked about, you know, flexibility within the job. You know, there's, I'm, I'm not really sure what part you're, you're hitting at. If you could mm-hmm. elaborate on that a little bit more, an example type thing or... Well, one of it is like the family values. So if someone needs to go do something to take care of their family, you're going to, you're going to let them do it. It's not going to be a question. You're not going to shame them. It's just going to happen. And I think another thing that I hear too, and everybody that I speak with is just like you said, with the innovative roadway um, solutions, they're going to work really hard all summer long. They're going to work really, really, really hard for six months. And then the other six months, their life is much more open. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, right, right. You know, yeah. It gives and yeah. it takes. And so you have like these periods of uh, like respite almost that aren't built into other. I mean, if you're a farmer, you'd have it too, but. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then there's the rain days that then you can get other things taken care of. Cause you know, there's going to be rain days. And so, yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot, uh, yeah, a lot of different uh, flexibility with those kind of things. Yeah. So as you're in taking applicants and you're meeting all these people at the um, the job fairs and stuff like that, do you guys use like a software to keep all that organized? I should say, do you? Does Cindy use a software to keep it all organized? Because you're probably the person that has to do it, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I am the department of one. <laughs> so yeah, we actually, yeah, we do. We use AIM, A-A-I-M. So we're a member of AIM. So AIM is an em- em- employees association and it's mainly for HR resources, but they also have safety resources in there. So we have that little added bonus. So unlike um, most associations, we pay an annual fee, but with that, one part of their, you know, package for their members, they call it aim track. And so that's where you can, you, I can put up my job ad, I can put it all in there. And then when I hit submit, it, it hits to our website, it sends to LinkedIn, and it sends to Indeed and, and hundreds of job boards that it, it, puts it out there. So then I'm not having to put it out to individual job boards, then have to track those job boards and, and track my website and track my LinkedIn and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So it all goes through AIM. I'm emailed when a new applicant applies. And so then I can go in right then. Within that system, then I can give access to whoever the hiring manager is to those, those people for that job. And then I, you know, they can, they can then get an email also saying there's an applicant and they can look at it and then they let me know I'm going to call them or I'm going to bring them in for interview or whatever. And that's all tracked in there. There's notes. They put in notes. They switch the status from, you know, interview completed or if, you know, not offer the job or and and through that system there's also you can set up automatic emails to go to the applicants. So once when they apply they get an email, thank you for your application, and and it has been forwarded to the department, you know, kind of a thing. But then there's, you know, from that same place, I can push out emails to them, you know, whether it be if I need more information or, you know, 
thank you for applying, but the position was already filled. Uh, you know, the, those kind of things, you know, so that, that communication is really easy. So it gives me that one-stop shop with that. And, and again, then the people I need to access it can access it. So I'm not having to scan resumes and applications and send them to somebody. It's just a, hey, I shoot them an email. Here's your sign in. Go in there. You've got, you know, you're going to start seeing these coming in, you know, kind of thing. They also have aim check is part of it too. So for background checks, which most companies have to, you know, they do, we can do our background checks through them too. So then that's a takes away and having to deal with another place that I'm looking at things at, you know, so I can do our background checks there. Then they have a plethora of training under tons of different topics, including safety. Like I said, safety is a, a I don't know how safety worked into their HR resources, but they've got it. <laughs> then they have an HR forum and a safety forum. So um, that, that, you know, I can sit on the HR forum and our, one of our safety personnel can sit in the, in the safety forum. They have a huge library resource. And when I mean say huge, it's huge of different forms and job descriptions and just all kinds of different things. So you can go in there, you know, under your, you know, if I go in under construction and I'm looking for an estimator uh, and I'm wanting to write a job description for an estimator or a job ad or anything like that, they have all these examples out there that you can pull from. If there's something that's not out there, you can ask them to develop it, you know, and then they will, you know, it's just something that hadn't been asked before and they will get it up there and then it's open to all of their members, you know, and so they, they, they keep them generic enough that you can tweak them, but mm-hmm. all the important information's in there and the buzzwords that you might not think about or, you know, the, those kind of things. So that's, you know, very helpful, very user-friendly. I like the system. Um, we can track it in our Vista viewpoint software, but it doesn't do all this other stuff with that and the training and in those, in those other aspects that we get through that membership. And it's not as user-friendly because it's not what that main focus of that other software system had been when it was built. As a human who like, I have to do the hiring at my small company. We only have like 13 people, right? But just the act of writing the job description is not easy. It really isn't. And I mean, like, I remember sitting in like management classes and writing these job descriptions that I'm still tweaking 15 years later, right? And then posting it on yeah, they had Indeed. to be up, updated and, constantly. You had to update them. Well, because each position, it, you know, it, it evolves, it changes. But then posting it to all those different places and having to manage all those like things is just so many. I don't do enough hiring that I feel like I I should have a software like you have, but I'm over here going, that sounds luxurious. (laughs) It's really nice. When I interviewed, that was actually a question I asked them if they had a software program and they said no. So I said, okay, that's on my number one list to do. <laughs> so you got to help. Because I have been used one. to working with, yeah, I, I, I've, 
yeah, I was used to learning using different learning management systems in in my capacity at at uh, the college, and and so it's like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you guys gonna need, especially as much as they had, you know, gained in their holdings and the number of people and and being spread out, and and uh, yeah, so it's been a learning process for everyone. Um, prior um, to them having an employee re- uh, employee relations department you know, each department was kind of on their own, you know, they did their hiring, they did their, you know, trying to recruit while trying to do their jobs. And, and so um, they're very appreciative. Somebody's out there now they can pick up the phone and, and actually three, three times in the last 24 hours. um, Hey, um, can you write me up something like for this? And then get it out there. (laughs) And that's, that's as much direction as I'm given. Yeah. So it's like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I got a few basic questions I got to ask you. And then I can, you know, I can fill in the rest of the holes. Yeah. So, <laughs> but so they're, they're getting used to it. And, and so it's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun process. They're lucky to have you. It sounds like you've got it really under control. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I try. <laughs> any final advice that you'd like to tell our listeners about building culture or hiring amazing team members or even picking a, a management system, like an HR software, anything you feel like they should know from this experience you're, you're living every day? <laughs> so um, systems, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll say that picking systems, when I have, you know, I had to pick systems in the past and stuff, I, I write out a list. So, you know, this would be the engineer coming out at me. I am a list maker. I write out a list of this is what we're doing right now and how we're doing it. This is what we need to do. And this is what I would like to have done for me by an automated system. So you start there and then you get a budget. You know, if you're given a budget, sometimes you're not. Sometimes they go out there, see what there is, and then they'll see pricing and they'll they'll decide from that. Then, you know, narrow it down to the top three that you want. And then that's what you present to your management and have them come in and do the live demos to the management team. And so that doesn't give so many choices for them. You can, you can prove your process and this is how we're doing it. This is how much time we'll save. You can, you can, a lot of times you're doing something all paper. You can show a, a, a cost savings right away with that. You know, so that's kind of how I approach that. But I approach everything that way. Make a list of what I'm doing and then go from there. Job descriptions, writing job descriptions. Like you said, everybody's jobs evolve. So you may have somebody who their job title is dispatcher, but they are doing a whole bunch more than just dispatching the trucks. And so what I do is I just ask them, can you just write down everything you do? Just make me a list. And if you'll break it out into annual monthly, weekly, daily, and as it comes in. And those Mm -hmm. are kind of the categories I do. And then I I can build that job description from what they're doing, then get it to their supervisor to look through, approve, back to them. Is there anything they're missing? And then kind of go from there. Then then you have something that you can build your employee performance evaluations off of. You know, because how do you evaluate somebody if you don't know what they're doing? And so if you don't know what they're doing, you don't know if, if they need to improve, not improve, what what have you. So then that that goes into the other fold of getting all of that 
that prepared. And, and so making, you know, what is your company culture? What kind of people do you want to work for you? Make a list. Just, you know, make a list. What are your demographics that you have right now? You know, what, what works for you? What doesn't work for you? You know, and, and, and build on that. But make your lists, review your lists. You know, I do a lot of driving. <laughs> so I think a lot while I'm driving um, and things will pop into my head and, and things like that. But that's, you know, you hit the nail on the head at the beginning when you said you probably approach everything systematically. Well, yeah, I might. I, so I, sometimes I don't appear to be that way to a lot of people. I am, I am not a typical engineer. I'm very outgoing, um, very outspoken and not intimidated. Uh, and I love to be around people and work in teams. Um, so I, I think that that helps me. They, they used to tease me at, when I was in school at Rolla that they said that my creative side of my brain was going to self-combust with my engineering side. So. Yes. <laughs> I get it. I really do. <laughs> like so much on, on like a very deep level. <laughs> my lips are, are endless. And I love that. I love that advice, especially looking at what you do now. Like, what do you what do you need it to do for you? And then what do you want from it? That's great. I think that that's perfect advice. And I love that you use that job description as an employee evaluation start, because I don't do that right now, but I think I should, I should start. There you go. This smart. Yeah. You're smart. And, and goals. I think it's important to incorporate goals into employee evaluations in you know, some people, if you ask a manager, do you like doing employee evaluations? No. You ask people, do you like having your employee evaluation done? No. Everybody's intimidated by it. But if you approach it as a conversation of how was your, how was your year? Or if you, you know, and some, some companies might do them twice a year or however you mm-hmm. build it to be, you know, how, how was your year? What were the obstacles and the frustrations that you felt this last year? You know, so this isn't just about saying you did a great job or, you know, you are always 15 minutes late and I want you to stop doing that. You know, mm-hmm. that that's not what those are for. It is to help improve relations between manager employees, find where something's fallen through the cracks and then you can find solutions that everybody's happy with or they, during the year, they might not have mentioned things they noticed that could be done differently and more efficiently. But if you give them that opening and just say, well, you know, hey, what was your frustrations? What do you think we could do better? You know, what do you think I can do better? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that opens up a lot of conversations. And then setting goals for the next year. So going, going into the next year, what do you want to see happen, you know, in your job position or, or in personally, what do you want to do? You may find out that you have you know, an accounting clerk who wants to go back to school to be an accountant and you can help with that Mm -hmm. and they can help the company with that, you know, additional, you know, training or, you know, just, just finding out those kind of things that don't happen if you don't sit down and have those conversations. So if you approach it in not a way that people feel like they're going to be punished, you know, I'm going in here with my head down of all, what's the list of things I did wrong on that. That's not what it's about. It's about, you know, how do you feel it went? Where can we improve? And what are what are our goals going into next year? You know, and the, and that might be you know, if you're at the sales teams, what's what's our what's our increase in sales that we want to do? 
How are we going to get there? What's our plan? And what are our benchmarks? You know, just set, setting those things up. Um, otherwise, you're chasing your tail and you're always reacting to things instead of pro- being proactive. Well, and it lets people have buy-in to improving the company and it lets them be part of the evolution of an organization. And if you won't have the conversation, yes. then basically you're sending the message that their opinion isn't important to you or that you're not willing to listen, which are not really things that people look for out of management. So like, you kind of just have to do it, <laughs> you know, one thing we did yeah. um, recently was we did like a, like a year ago or whatever. We were like, we have gotten away from doing these employee reviews. And really what it was, was I had been scheduling them and then I got onto other things and I forgot And so we handed it to the office manager and we're like, hey, your job is like annually for people who've been with us and when people onboard to schedule all these things on the calendar. And now they all happen because they exist. All they had to do was exist on on the the calendar calendar to happen. And I'm like, exactly. And then um, the other fun thing that we did, like on a super basic level is I just created like a form that submits to a spreadsheet. So then... um, when I have a review with somebody, I can see all of their responses to the review questions in the past, like three, four or five reviews. And then I'm like, okay, gosh, every other time we've had this conversation, you've rated yourself a five across the board. And this time you're rating yourself threes. Like what is happening? You know, like this feels like maybe you're not feeling okay. Um, And so that gives like that past data helps me see how can I mm-hmm. help or, or maybe they're in a good stride. So yeah, that's like a whole nother topic yeah. of really goodness that we just oh, covered. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, you I'm, could do, yeah, you could do hours and hours on how to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> I know. And and with that, I am going to wrap our conversation up today with like, thank you so much, Cindy, for sharing with us. That was good. You're and welcome. I really enjoyed that employee review bunny trail because I think that's important for people to recognize and hear about. Um, so if people... And, and people questions. want to, even if they don't say it, they want to hear how they're doing and they want that reinforcement that they're doing a good job and that they're meeting your expectations. You know, we all do. So it's important. That's a good motivator for people. Now, if people want to learn more about Lionmark or any of your underlying companies under your umbrella, or if they want to reach out and talk to you, how would they do that? Um, If they go to lionmark.com, and um, on that website, that front page website, you scroll down, um, all of our companies are down there at the bottom, their logos, you click on their logo and it takes you out to the others. Um, the phone number's down there um, and you can get to me through that really mm-hmm. easy. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed our thank conversation. Thank you for having me. No yeah, problem. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So thank you so much for your time today. Once again, my name is Monica Pitts and you're listening to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. Now, before I let you go, I just want to remind you about that little favor I asked you about in the beginning. Will you please review this podcast wherever you're listening? It will help us show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that this podcast will help them solve. So if you're a fan and you haven't reviewed the podcast, please 
leave me a review. That would be so awesome. I would love to hear your feedback. And if this was your first time, I mean, double welcome. And I hope you learned a thing or two. So leave a review so we can connect with even more awesome nonprofits just like you and help them on their journey to less stressful and more successful marketing. Thanks again for your time today. Now, until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E, create.com. For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose.